What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. And what's going on on this Tuesday morning? Welcome to the show. It's Fantasy Football Today. Adam, Chris, Jamie, Dave here to talk well, a little Super Bowl trivia. It's going to stump you. It's stumping us. It's frustrating us very much so. And NFL free agency. Quarterbacks, you know, the trades could be big. Maybe Russell Wilson, maybe Aaron Rodgers, but you got Jameis Winston. He could be on the move. The running backs, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are free agents. The wide receivers could be an amazing group if we don't get franchise tags. We'll talk about all of the players you need to know about. Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin headlining the list. Um, all right. Well, I've been out for a week. I missed a lot of head coaching hirings. we got a couple more to talk about today. But, Dave, let's start with some fun trivia. We we are definitely in Super Bowl mode around here on CBS Sports HQ and CBS Sports. And Jamie, like when we were getting ready for the show, dropped a trivia question on us. We uh, we couldn't get it. So like I've been finding some trivia questions. Here's the first one. There have been three occasions where a player has fumbled three times in one Super Bowl game. They are three different players. They are three different quarterbacks. Two are in the Hall of Fame. And one is currently an NFL head coach. Can you name the three players who fumbled three times each in a Super Bowl game? You say they're all quarterbacks? They're all quarterbacks. All right. So two of them are in the hall. Two in the hall. Okay, one's a coach. Is an NFL head coach right now. I think what we're going to do is we're going to give the answers a little bit later into the show. So let everybody have time to think about it. Three. The- Quarterbacks fumbled three times. Two were in the Hall of Fame. One's a coach. All right. I've got another question after that that's even harder. <laughs> oh, great. I love okay. being wrong. Well, no, it's not about being wrong. It's about learning a little bit of trivia that you can drop on your friends at your Super Bowl parties this year. I don't know how I'm not getting this, but okay, go on. Okay. There have been two occasions where a wide receiver has caught three touchdowns in a Super Bowl game. Jerry Rice had one of them. Can you name the person who had the other? Do you guys know it? They know. Oh, you did this one before I was on. Right. While while your computer was throwing up, we were we were uh, amusing ourselves. Did you get it? Or did you did Schrager did get it? Schrager got it? Schrager got it. Must be someone in the last five years then. Could be. <laughs> so All those right. are the two Super Bowl trivia questions that you can get the answers to a little later on. 
All right, sounds good. All right, let's start with this then. We're talking free agency here. So, Jamie, I'll go to you first. Give me a free agent and a destination that you would like to see become wed this offseason. Chris Godwin to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. Hey. Give Trevor Lawrence a legit number one receiver, and let's see how he does. Let's see how this pairing goes. Is that really an upgrade over Chenault, though? <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> maybe not Maybe not uh, um, Marvin Jones, but slightly over, over Chenault. Okay, Chris, give me a free agent and a destination that you would like to see have, I don't know, I said get married. I don't know. Just some other type of union uh, together. Have this children. Offseason. Yes, have lots of babies together this offseason. Um, <laughs> I want to say Melvin Gordon and anywhere but Denver, but I'll go with Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay because I think that's probably, unless they can pull off a, a really surprising trade, I feel like that's probably the only way that that offense could avoid taking a massive step back. Kyler wants to go there. Mm, yeah, we're tracking you know, that, this relationship uh, here. It looks like Kyler Murray is broken up with the Cardinals at the moment. But they all might that get unfollowing back stuff, he's j- it's just going to be revealed as uh, some kind of Super Bowl commercial thing, right? I don't know. Maybe he wants to play baseball. <laughs> Remember, he was a big-time yeah. shortstop prospect, I think. Is it shortstop no, or outfielder? I, don't I think, think it was an outfielder. outfielder. Yeah. outfielder. yeah. I mean, it's everything the today. same thing, you know. It's not. It's not a bad idea after hurting his shoulder and his ankle back to back years. Not gonna get hurt like that in baseball. Yeah. And there's no baseball going on. <laughs> that's true. Not a good sport. He did play a very deep shortstop, Dave. That's what you they are. Had. They are going to be upping the minimum salary, so that that might be why Kyler Murray wants to play baseball. Yeah. Um, all right, Dave. Give me a free agent and a destination that are going to go on tropical vacations together this off season. Yeah, Chris mentioned Jameis Winston going to Tampa Bay and because he doesn't want the Tampa Bay offense to take a step backwards. We've seen the Denver Broncos offense take a step backwards each of the last two seasons. What if Jameis goes there? I know we're all daydreaming about Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. Maybe Rodgers comes to have a kumbaya moment with the front office in Green Bay and he stays there. Devontae Adams stays there. So then what does that leave with that awesome receiving core in Denver? They need somebody who can throw the ball downfield and Jameis can do that. I would be I would be a little more encouraged, uh, certainly more than if it were Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, if Jameis Winston went to Denver. Imagine how far he can throw it in the Colorado air. Yeah. All right. Mm. Good stuff. All right, we'll get to all the uh, positions. Let me ta- tell you about the Pick 6 podcast. It's obviously a big week for the Pick 6 podcast. This is your audio destination for the most comprehensive coverage of Super Bowl 56 featuring the Bengals and the Rams. I know that. Join Will Brinson and company each day as they cover the top storylines. They detail the X's and O's and share the betting advice to make you money on Super Bowl Sunday. And, of course, they will recap the game right after a new champion is crowned. And download and follow the Pick 6 NFL podcast for the best content during the biggest week on the football calendar. They do a great job, and you're going to really enjoy it. So we'll get right to it here. Dave's got this article up on uh, on CBSSports.com slash fantasy. And we've got the breakdown of all the free agents, players who get who get traded as well. And if we start with the quarterbacks, you know, Jameis Winston headlines the free agents. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Trubisky, Bridgewater, etc., Dalton, Mariota. Um, but you know, it, it's Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jamie, I think really, you know, we we could talk about Jameis and we will, but the quarterback, the, the big movers could be, could be the ones who get traded. Uh, what do you 
thinking might happen this offseason? I think well, certainly Deshaun Watson's not playing for Houston again. I mean, that, that seems fairly obvious. So if he's able to overcome whatever legal hurdles he's dealing with, he is going to be somewhere else. Uh, it could be Denver. It could be New Orleans. It could be Miami. It could be Philadelphia. It could be Carolina. You know, those are the, I think, names that teams that you'll hear him attached to probably the most. Um, you know, clearly it would be a, a, a surprise if he's displacing one of the younger quarterbacks, but, you know, the, the, the teams might look at him, and, and rightfully so, as an upgrade. So he's, he's definitely going to be on the move. Uh, as Dave said, you know, I, I think it seems as if everything seems – like it's uh, in a much better standing with the Packers. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers really wants to move on, he's probably going to move on. And then Russell Wilson is is probably the next domino to fall. So once you get past those guys, then you get to Jameis. And I think the more intriguing ones, uh, not the more intriguing, but, but the intriguing ones along with them uh, would be Mariota uh, and Trubisky, you know, just because we've seen them start. We've seen them have some fantasy success at times, obviously not a lot of sustained success. But those two in particular, uh, you, know, you know, more so probably Mariota, uh, I would like to see what he could do with his legs, you know, and just, you know, being being a little bit more, taking what he showed us in flashes with the Titans and maybe now as the NFL's adopted some of that playing style a little bit more and and as the, the game has evolved a little bit, you know, he could really be a fun fantasy quarterback. So he's the one that I, I'm really looking forward to see if he ends up someplace else. All right, so let's do a comparison here. Give me, hey, Robert Thomas is in the chat today. This would be, uh, Robert. yeah, diehard listener, contributor. Um, give me a, uh, a destination for Mariota. So let's compare. Let's say Jameis Winston goes back to the Bucks. Where could Mariota end up there? He'd be ranked similarly to a Jameis Winston Bucks reunion. Hmm. Uh-uh. Denver would be interesting. I don't know if I would say that there's anywhere Mariota could go where I would pick him close to where I would pick Winston in a fantasy draft. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Especially Winston on the Bucs. I believe in Mariota to do anything like that. I don't know if there's a place out there where uh, maybe in Denver, maybe? New Orleans would be interesting. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. He could be be, a a better version of Taysom Hill. Obviously different head coach, but if P. Carmichael stays, which it sounds like it's going to be the case, you know, the offense probably is going to look similar. So um, that would be a fun one. You know, you got, you got to find a place, I think, where it's not necessarily – like Denver to me is, is interesting from the, okay, there's a lot of talent around him. Uh, but it's more you want to see him be like a Lamar Jackson, like a Jalen Hurts, like, you know, like a guy that's going to, you know, run, and that's going to be what sets up his success more so than he has to rely on him throwing, rely on what his success will be as a passer. If Chris Jameis Winston did go back to the uh, to the Bucks and he was top five quarterback just a few years ago with the Bucks, where do you think you'd rank him? I don't think he'd be a top five quarterback, and I think top twelve might be stretching it just a little bit. But I don't know. You look at the the back of the top twelve, and I guess he could sneak in there. Um, you know, the one thing about Jameis Winston, he's always been, despite the interceptions. He's always been a very efficient quarterback. I mean, he's a 7.7 yards per attempt for his career. Getting back with Mike Evans and you know maybe Chris Godwin, I think you'd have to pencil him in for high 4,000s passing yards and probably close to 3,000 touchdowns in that offense. So, yeah, I think borderline top 12. <laughs> 3,000? 30 touchdowns? 3,000? No, 3,000 touchdowns. Oh, wow. 
I would take him number 12. one overall if he's going to get 3,000 touches. Four pointers, pretty good. Four pointers, six point. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make it there. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, breaking news. I'm going to be doing this a lot today. Breaking news. The Washington football team just traded for Aaron Rodgers. Dave, rank him. Oh, the, so the the commanders, the commanders, do you mean? The oh, the command. I've been out for a week. You got to call so. them by their, their correct name now. All these things I have to catch up I on. I would have a hard time putting him in the top 10 with the commanders. I know that McLaurin is there, and that would be a, an exciting fit, and Rodgers is still clearly a good player, but I think he'd be closer to 10 than he would be to where I have him right now, which is with Green Bay, fifth. Okay. Anybody, I think any, anything anything uh, Rodgers related, you have to factor in. Does Adams go with him? Okay. Well. I right. Well, we didn't get yeah, the breaking news yeah. on that. <laughs> That's a developing story right now. Any other quarterback thoughts, guys? Anything else you want to? Does it feel like? Uh, think, does it feel like? Sorry. Does it feel like Russell Wilson staying put? I mean, that's been all the yeah the chatter. Okay. I think so. I think it makes a ton of sense for Watson to finally get moving, but. Jamie's right. It's going to come down to what happens off the field. And if he can get those cases settled, it still feels like Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay, too. We'll see what happens there. Um, Garoppolo is definitely getting traded. And I think that people might be surprised with what the compensation ends up being for Garoppolo. I think people will be surprised that Jameis gets a huge opportunity. Mariota, you brought him up. He and Trubisky could be stopgap quarterbacks for mm-hmm. a quarter for the rookies that are in the draft. I could certainly see a team like Pittsburgh bringing in a maybe Pittsburgh with Mariota wouldn't be bad for this year. Uh, we talked about how they liked Malik Willis. Willis is a great quarterback to have behind Mariota for one year. They could run the same offense with both of those quarterbacks. Willis might be better than Mariota at this point for all I know. And Trubisky with Kenny Pickett, those guys are kind of the same type of quarterback as well. So could easily see both of those quarterbacks getting another bite at the apple to start this year with a rookie waiting in the wings behind them. The, the, the preferred destination for, I think, these uh, veteran guys is probably Tampa Bay because they, they saw what Brady just was able to accomplish. He was able to have a say in personnel and, and what was going on there. So if Rodgers or Wilson are really going to force their way out, I think that's the place that they would both like to go. I mean, you're starting to hear Rodgers to, to Tampa Bay is, is something that, you know, maybe uh, a, a rumor that's more than a rumor. So if he does want to leave, I think that's the place he would like to go. And that's that's certainly the most interesting spot right now is what does Tampa Bay do? I think it's probably worth mentioning just what the <clears throat> what the ramifications of Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded would be because obviously I think we're all assuming Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback. And as I went through the process of just doing a pretty basic projections, it's hard for me to get excited about that offense if Trey Lance is uh, running things. That's not to say it won't be as good or better than it has been in the past. It's just from a fantasy perspective – you know, Trey Lance rushing the ball 125 times. Right. That makes it a lot harder for everyone. Like, there's a lot of fantasy-relevant guys in that offense. And it's a lot harder to make those guys standouts. You know, when I mm-hmm. when I initially projected that offense, I ended up with Elijah Mitchell outside of the top 24, George Kittle outside of the top 6, Debo Samuel outside of the top 12, Brandon Ayuk outside of the top 36. And I would guess those guys are all going to be drafted higher than that. But and where did you have Lance? Really, fourteenth, uh, I think. See, I think just, I think there's so much upside for Lance. Totally get where sure. you're coming from with the receivers and the tight ends. And I'm just I'm I'm just talking about the projected points. Obviously, ranking them would be a different story because I think sure. there is more upside across the board than that. But right. the math just gets really hard to work out unless Trey Lance is just 
really, really good from the start. Mm -hmm. Well, all you have to do is look at the Ravens, right? You know, with Lamar Jackson, who was a true standout. Really nobody, right? You had Mark yeah. Andrews was a was a great fantasy tight end, but he was a guy we were taking in round four or five, not round yeah. one or two. Marquise Brown was inconsistent. You know, Mark Ingram had a, had one great year, one standout year, but with with barely any catches, five he had like seven, five receiving touchdowns, whatever it was. I think it was yeah. five, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's best case scenario there, and 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 they didn't have Bateman at that point. They had two guys in their passing game, not three. Like if we expect Ayuk to have a role, so I see what you're saying mm -hmm. there, Chris. Absolutely. Me too. Um, by the way, breaking news. This is our breaking news music today. Uh, the right. Carolina Panthers have just acquired Deshaun Watson. And meanwhile, Chris Godwin has just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jamie, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin? DJ Moore. Chris? I think it would have to be DJ Moore. Dave? I will take Godwin. Okay. All right. Dave, I know what else you're going to take. And take a sip from your ice-cold... <laughs> Miller Light. Uh, Miller Light has always been a great tasting light beer for people who love beer. And sometimes what you need is simple a few good friends and a beer with a taste that you can depend on. All right, this is beer that tastes like beer. Dave, crack open a Miller Light. Not right now. Or, tell me. Or, or maybe you just need a wife who knows it's Pro Bowl weekend and she knows her husband isn't going to watch a second of the Pro Bowl and she taps you on the shoulder after lunch and says, honey, we've got a couple of clogged drains in the house. Can you <laughs> fix them? Because I know you're not watching football today. <laughs> so there I was in my kid's bathtub cleaning out the drain. There's some really gross stuff in a kid's bathtub drain. Lots and lots of hair. My daughter has long hair. Got it all out of there. Then I had to do our one of our bathroom vanity sinks. Had to clean that one out. And plumbing is hard work, man. Shout out to all the plumbers out there that have to go house to house and clean all these drains. So I was just tired when I was done. And I said, I need something to just relax and chill with. Went to the fridge, pulled out a Miller Lite, and I kicked back after having a couple of sips. And I went, yeah, this was the right call. So definitely had a nice relaxing moment there to just chill out after having a real tough afternoon of fighting hair and all kinds of other terrible things in my housing. You earned it, sir. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with a taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories, and you can get it delivered. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash FFT to find delivery options near you, or you can just pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. And again, that URL is... Uh, MillerLight.com forward slash FFT. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Let's go to the running backs. Oh, wait, no, let's do our trivia answers. Okay. So let's see. Three quarterbacks have fumbled three times in Super Bowl history. Two are in the Hall of Fame and one is an NFL head coach. It's that not overall in Super Bowl history. It's not like you can take it for multiple games. It's one game, three fumbles. Has anybody figured out the current coach? I mean, the only one I can think of is Frank Reich, but did he do it as a backup somewhere? For, backup for the Bills in the game? No, he did it as a starter for the Bills. He started a Super Bowl? Oh, come on, Jamie. Remember that Super Bowl? It was supposed to be Jim Kelly versus Phil Sims, and they both got hurt, and it ended up being Jeff Hostetler versus Frank Reich. <laughs> I remember Reich starting. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't no, that. I'm, no, I'm it was Jim, that was Jim, definitely Jim Kelly. It was the game against Dallas that he did it. Okay, Frank started that, that game. He had three three fumbles. 
I do not remember him starting that Super Bowl. (laughs) I don't remember him starting either, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think I have any memories of that year. (laughs) That was the comeback year? Or no? I mean, it had was. He was definitely the quarterback of the comeback. Yeah. He was the quarterback of the comeback against the Oilers. I don't remember him starting the Super Bowl, though. Nah, me either. Um, Okay, all right. Who are the other two? The other two were Roger Staubach and Frank Reich's teammate, Jim Kelly. Oh, interesting. Okay, our other trivia question. What was it again? Jerry Rice had three touchdowns in one Super Bowl game. Can you name the person who also scored three touchdowns in a Super Bowl game? Caught three touchdowns? Caught. It wasn't Deion Branch, was it? Is that your guess? Yes, but Chris said no, so no, it's not. <laughs> but I don't oh. know. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't. I don't know who it was. Oh, it oh was, no! Wait, wait. Was it, it was uh, Zach Ertz? Come on, no, Zach Ertz. No, it was somebody on the Eagles. I thought when they beat the Patriots. No. I don't know. Who? Here's a hint. He was on the 49ers. Kittle? No, I don't know who. I believe Jerry he also Rice played in the Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders. Why am I? I guess I'm thinking so current because because uh, Schrager knew it. <laughs> I knew it because he's the greatest receiver of all time. <laughs> he's Jerry, Jerry Rice. Started all four Super Bowls for the Bills. Adam, yeah. he also played in a su- and scored a touchdown in a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders as well as the 49ers. Just tell me who it is. It's Jerry Rice. Oh, okay. He did it twice. Oh, he did that it twice. Nice. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, During so, Super Bowl 27, the Bills faced the Cowboys. Reich replaced Kelly in the first half. Ah. Uh, he fumbled three times. Oh, okay. Was that a slaughter? My, what was the score of that game? 52-17. Uh, 52-17. Yeah, okay. Forgettable. Yeah, right. the, comeback, the comeback season, uh, Kelly returned the following week in the AFC Championship game, and then they lost to Jeff Hostetler's Bill, uh, Giants mm. in the Super Bowl. My so there it is. First That's game I remember I watching. Right okay, here we go. Uh, let's go to the running backs here. And Dave, who are the running backs that you'd like to see on the move or you think will be on the move or however you want to approach it? Free well, the free backs. agents that are definitely on the move are Leonard Fournette. Rashad Penny is a free agent. Sony Michelle is a free agent. You mentioned Rojo is a free agent. Melvin Gordon. Uh, they're all scheduled. Fournette's definitely on the move, though. I don't know if he's going to be on the move, but he's a free agent, so he yeah. could be on the move. Um, those are pretty much the the biggest names in there. There's a couple other names that fantasy managers will recognize: uh, Le'Veon, Devontae Freeman, Philip Lindsay, James White, uh, Marlon Mack, I, I, James Connor. We probably should have mentioned Connor with the first group. And so th- there are some names that are that are like notable. It's just a matter of whether or not they can find openings. I think there are going to be a handful of pretty decent openings. If Fournette leaves Tampa Bay, that's a big opening. Uh, The Dolphins are probably going to retool everything that they've got there, but I don't think they're going to spend big money given who their new head coach is. They're going to go the cheap route when it comes to running backs. If the Cardinals move on from Edmonds and Connor, then they've got an opening. The Texans only have Rex Burkhead right now in their run game. And Seattle might have to make a move with, uh, with only Chris Carson there if they don't want to keep Rashad Penny. It's actually a pretty good class. I mean, you know, when you look at typical free agent guys, because these guys, for the most part, 
are still young enough. Like Sony Michelle, obviously, I think, you know, sort of rejuvenated himself a little bit with what he did with the Rams. And so he'll probably get an opportunity to at least compete for a starting job. Uh, I don't think Melvin Gordon, even at 28, will be 29, is necessarily done. Same thing with James Conner, based on what he showed. You know, so it, it should be interesting to see where these guys, you know, end up and, and still could return to their teams. Like, it wouldn't be surprising if the Cardinals bring back one of their two guys. Um, if Fournette does decide to stay in Tampa Bay because of, you know, Bruce Arians and what he showed with him. Uh, Penny, if he stays in Seattle, could certainly be in a good spot, you know, based on the way he finished and, and Chris Carson's health situation. So it's it's an interesting class. You know, it's going to be fun to see where these guys, you know, land, uh, certainly compared to um, the incoming rookies. And if those guys step in and have a chance to, you know, win starting jobs right away as well. And a lot of these guys are oh. 27 or 26 years old. So it's not like they're over the hill. Like Melvin is definitely 29. It's it, That's a different story. Right. But you might be able to find one to three more pretty decent years with these guys. Sorry, I had breaking news. Breaking news. Definitely need better breaking news music. Uh, the Chris, your Miami Dolphins have just signed Leonard Fournette in a splashy free agency statement on the first day of free agency. They love him. Rank them. It does sound like a Miami Dolphins, something they would do. Um, I think he would be low-end or high-end number two RB. I don't think he's going to have the pass-catching volume, but if the Dolphins are going to bring in someone like Leonard Fournette and Leonard Fournette's going to agree to sign with them, I think he's going to be a workhorse. I think he's going to get 75% of the work. And, yeah, that probably puts him in the uh, – 15 to 12 range. Oh my that gosh. Back for me. This is incredible. More breaking news, Jamie. This one sucks. The Denver Broncos just signed James Conner. Now do you want Javante Williams in a shared backfield or Leonard Fournette feature back for the Dolphins? I'll still take Javante. Um, I, I don't think James Conner going there is going to... Uh, it'll be like what Melvin Gordon was except to a lesser degree because Javante is going to be moving in the in the upward direction and Connor I think kind of starts to steady decline if that's the case if he's taking another backup job do you guys agree with this assessment of the breaking news music from Ronald <laughs> breaking <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah did your wife asleep again <laughs> yeah, um... breaking poor news is what Ronald Calla has called this I don't, I don't hear show. that I'm, I hear like you know hipster music so this breaking is a... news a pizza has been delivered <laughs> This was supposed to be our regulators music when I need to do regulators music, but it was just so funny I couldn't even use it, so I settled on this for regulators. So now it's our temporary breaking news um, music. Do you guys see any? How many feature backs do you see in this? I mean, uh, you know, you know, you said Jamie, it's a good class, but it feels like a lot of guys who are going to be in complementary roles. Uh, how many feature backs do you think there might be in this free agent class? Uh, I'll say three. Who, Fournette? Fournette, Gordon still, and Ooh. probably one of Connor Edmonds, because I think one goes back to Arizona. What about Penny? I think Penny, well, yeah. Penny could be that yeah. in Seattle, especially. Penny, if he goes he back to Seattle, is going. And I think also, you know, Sonny Michelle, if he ends in the right spot, too. So maybe five. That's a but lot. It could, also, it could also be legitimately zero. There's going to be most likely, because I think you see coaches do this a lot, I would not be surprised if Mike, McDan Mike McDaniel brings one of Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson with him to Miami. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily be the feature back, but almost you know, kind of like what the Jets did with Tevin Coleman, you know, just bringing right. somebody who knows, who knows what they're doing. Yep. And you know, if you need him in a pinch. 
What's the best destination? I think the Dolphins would have to be up there. They have an opportunity for someone to just come in and take that job. They have a guy who was the run game coordinator and the offensive coordinator for the 49ers that obviously did great things. They don't have a good offensive line, unfortunately. But if you look at the Dolphins, I don't know what, maybe the Falcons. Uh, Chris, where are some of the better destinations? I, you know, we've we've been saying the Falcons for like three years in a row, and it hasn't really worked out. I guess Patterson a little bit, but even that was only for really half the season. So I don't know how good of a situation the Falcons are. I think uh, Miami and I think Seattle probably stand out, and then Tampa Bay, depending on if they get, you know, if they bring Fournette back or if they get someone they trust to catch passes, I think is the, the big key there, uh, given Bruce Arians' track record. I think Miami, Seattle, and Tampa Bay are probably the three best. Uh-oh. Breaking news, Dave. The Atlanta Falcons have just acquired Saquon Barkley from the Ooh. New York Giants for Kyle Pitts and three – no, not Kyle Pitts. Yes. For six first-round picks. More on that haul a little bit later, but let's David just talk about – David now in yeah, the Falcons hired David Gettleman? <laughs> uh, Saquon Barkley's no, on the Falcons. Um, oh, I'd be happy with Saquon in Atlanta because I think that they'd find a way to get him the ball in space a lot more than what he did in New York. He'd still have the same issue of having a bad offensive line. Should have a quarterback that'll feed him the ball a little bit more, and I think the offense would feature him. I would still view Saquon as a number two fantasy running back in Atlanta, but I'd probably be a little higher on him there than with him in New York. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the wide receivers here. Jamie, this could be awesome. I mean, we got Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin. Do you think they're back to the Bucks? Do you think they're on the move? I know it's it's a loaded question. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to fault you if you're wrong here. But what do you think about Adams and Godwin right now? I mean, if I had to lean right now, I'd say they're both on the move. You know, just because if Rodgers is gone, I don't think Adams wants to be back there. He may get you know stuck because of the franchise tag. But um, I'm going to guess if if there's a new quarterback, he wants out. And Godwin probably looking at it as, okay, you know, no Brady. Are they going through a rebuild? Or are they going to, you know, go retool and go get another veteran guy? But my guess is he wants to get paid after getting the franchise tag last season. So I would think both guys probably, you know, leave their their current destination or current current home and find a new destination. Um, and then, you know, it's just a matter of where they end up and who they end up catching passes from. Do we want them to stay? Obviously, we want... Adams and Rodgers together. I would have no problem if Adams and Rodgers are still in Green Bay. Uh, Godwin clearly depends on who's, who's the quarterback there. So if you tell me Rodgers ends up in in uh, in Tampa and there's no Devontae Adams with him, then he's a superstar. You know, if he ends up with Jameis, he's probably still fine. But, you know, which version of Jameis are we getting? Uh, if he ends up with, you know, uh, Kyle Trask staying in, in Tampa, then, you know, he's, he's in a little bit of trouble. Okay. Um, let's see. Dave, we'll talk more about these two guys, uh, Godwin and and Devontae Adams, and what you know a quarterback downgrade might mean for them. You know, we've seen that briefly from Adams, and he's been good, but not as good. And uh, by the way, MVS and Alan Lazard are also free agents. Lazard, yeah, right? Sure. It's almost like their entire receiving core is going to be gone. Yeah, it's wild. It's true. Uh, but yeah, you know, Adams and Godwin and. Grass isn't always greener. <laughs> I like wide receivers who stay. It seems like uh, young wide receivers in their prime, like Godwin, usually get locked up. But the Bucks have so many players to lock up. I don't know. There's just a lot in flux here, and things can change sure. so much. But they've got the franchise tag, and I think that that'll come in handy in Tampa Bay and in Green Bay. Whether it means that they can use the franchise tag to ultimately trade these guys and get some good compensation, um, it's a possibility. I I think that. 
I, I think that with a downgrade at quarterback, it'll hurt Adams more just because Godwin, it, we don't know him to be that downfield threat. He, We know he's capable of catching balls 15-plus yards downfield, but he's been such a reliable option as a slot receiver, short area target. Pretty much any quarterback that's playing in the NFL can find that guy in the offense. What would worry me is that the Bucks, maybe they go through the whole process. They've got Kyle Trask, a quarterback, inexperienced guy. They bring back Leonard Fournette. They decide to play it a little bit more conservatively. They're not throwing as much as Bruce Arians has in the past. That means that the target volume goes down for Godwin. That would obviously hurt him. It'll hurt any wide receiver. Adams is known just as much for downfield work as he is for short and mid-range stuff. And he has an amazing quarterback, a guy that can put the ball like right on the exact corner of the right shoulder of his pads so that he can make a big play. With a, a downgrade there, of course, his numbers are going to be still okay because he's going to be the number one guy if he's in Green Bay. If Jordan Love is the quarterback, he'll still get a lot of targets, but he won't be anywhere worth taking as a top three type of fantasy wide receiver. Okay, let's just say Adam stays in Green Bay on the franchise tag and Jordan Love is his quarterback. Is he a... Second round pick, third round pick, yeah, somewhere in there. Keenan Allen or Devonte Adams in this scenario? Oh God, I'd still go with Adams, but I, I think you have a lot of concerns with Adams playing, not just with Jordan Love, but with any different kind of quarterback. Because how many mm. quarterbacks are going to have the trust to? I mean, Devonte Adams is so good at contested catches; he's probably the best in the NFL. How many quarterbacks are going to have the trust to throw 32% of their targets, their passes, to, to one player? That's something you don't really see much in the NFL now, and it's really only been Devontae Adams pretty much every year, and then like Cooper Cup did it this year, but it's not you don't see it all that often anymore. So that's, that's the concern is not just the quality of targets, but I think the target volume goes down if, if Adams isn't playing with Rodgers. I think it'll go down – if 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 Rodgers leaves Green Bay and Devontae Adams stays in Green Bay and Jordan Love is the quarterback, the volume will go down, but I don't think it's going to be because of a trust issue. I think Love will still trust Devontae Adams and realize that that's the number one target in the offense. I think that the coaching staff in Green Bay will say, hey, we've got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and we've got a pretty good offensive line. Let's get conservative. It's almost the same thing that I said about Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin. If that volume decreases in the past, that means they're running it more. I think that's exactly where Green Bay is headed. Uh, if they don't have Aaron Rodgers on their team next year, is that they're just going to become a run-heavy offense. That'll he'll, that'll kill any wide receiver that they've got going for them, and that would obviously hurt Devontae Adams more than any other downgraded quarterback. I still think he's going to be the top target no matter where he goes. Right, right. No, I don't mean he's not going to be the top target. It's just it might be 27% of the targets instead sure. of Sure, but like you're, you're thinking, you, you mentioned the trust issue there. I'm pretty sure any quarterback that's there yeah, will it, take 30 seconds to realize that Devontae is – worth the trust it's more about whether a jordan love is going to be willing to throw into tight coverage the way that's aaron Rodgers would you know that right. like, that's a that confidence confidence to make that throw the, right yeah, that, yeah that, right. That would they have the such a connection that those two yeah yeah oh my gosh breaking oh no. adult movie news the oh no. chargers have just wrong signed. fantasy podcast <laughs> The Chargers have just signed Juju Smith-Schuster to a two-year, $21 million deal. Mike Williams, they signed and traded to the Falcons for six second-round picks, so he's out of the equation. But Juju is now the number two guy for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, Jamie, does he move up in the rankings? Is he number two now? 
You're gonna have to give me the breaking news again. Sorry, my son is in the room. Oh, okay. Breaking <laughs> news. Hear the music again. <laughs> um, no, nah, I was gonna. Never mind. I was, that was gonna go definitely in the wrong direction. Breaking news: Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chargers. I've, I've been holding one back. <laughs> uh, Juju to Chargers. Yeah. Let's. Say, how does it? Um, what does it mean for Herbert? I mean, not much. He's still top three quarterback. Uh, you know, still, still, you know. Um, Still worth drafting, you know, after Mahomes and and uh, and Allen come off the board, you know, so no no real change, I don't think. Okay, then for Juju, does this get him into the top sixty? Uh, no, I think he's still outside that. But it's it, you know, look, you want him to be with this type, you want any receiver to be with this type of quarterback. You know, he's going to make these guys better. So um, his best work, I think, is still as uh, as a slot receiver. I'd like to see him, you know, run a little bit deeper routes than he was running with Pittsburgh, but I think that had more to do with Roethlisberger than it did with Juju. So um, probably regret saying that he won't be in the top 60, but I wouldn't draft him there, no. You know, on second, though, it's probably not the right guy for them to sign, considering they have Keenan Allen. That was my first thought. But what but I was... Yeah, I think but, it would be but, bad for Justin Herbert if they didn't replace if they didn't replace Williams with another good deep threat. But he could... Or, but that's the thing about him, is that they they used him... You know, at the start of his of his career, he was a, he's always been a slot guy, but not like he was in the last couple of seasons with Pittsburgh. And he was a slot guy who was, was really good and explosive, and he made big plays, and he had 97-yard touchdown catch in each of his first mm-hmm. two seasons and a 73-yard catch in his third season, I think. And then he just, you know, became a victim of the Roethlisberger offense and playing in the slot exclusively. And I really, I just, he's had two such disappointing seasons in a row, but he's still so young. And I really yeah. would love to see a, um, a revival of Juju Smith-Schuster's career. He just turned 21. <laughs> uh, yeah, the difference would be Mike Williams' average depth of target every season has been at least 11.6. That was the lowest of his career last season. Juju's career high was 9.7, and that was back in his was that his first year, his second year. I don't think he has to replace Mike Williams because you've got other young receivers, and you got well, Guyton, you got Palmer, but he could still be um, not a, not a true slot guy, but a sort of intermediate kind of guy. Just a number, a good number. It'd be the perfect place for him to resurrect his career. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, I'd like to see it. No, happen. I would imagine Kansas City would be a better place for him to resurrect. That would be great as well. I don't know because but, he'd be the third guy there. Yeah, but what, he would be the second guy in Kansas City. No, or, I no, mean I'm it, sorry. It, in it, L.A., it, he'd yeah. be the second guy in L.A. He'd be the third yeah. guy in Kansas City. You're right about that. What I what I what I thought at first was it's a terrible fit for him because he can do a lot of the same things that Keenan Allen can do, just not quite as well as Keenan Allen. And then the second thought I had is, well, that would give the Chargers a lot of flexibility in their offense. And they used Keenan Allen on the outside a lot more last year than they did in the past. So they can just mix and match those two and they can take turns running further downfield. But they still would need somebody who could take the top off the defense on a regular basis. He would be a good replacement for Jared Cook in theoretical terms in that offense yep. as a short and intermediate target who's reliable and has size could come into play in the red zone. The thing I think is kind of tough about Juju is the places where there's the most obvious need, it's at wide receiver at least, it's not necessarily the most obvious need for a player like Juju. You look at like Las Vegas. They could use him, sure, but you know, it's a little redundant with Hunter Renfro unless Juju is capable of making more downfield plays than we've seen really the last few years. Um, 
you know, I think that's probably true in oh, what was the other one I was thinking? Well, I think the Chargers would be another example where he might be a little redundant with Keenan Allen. I think um, the Dolphins New Orleans too, is one right? place that could. What's that? The Dolphins. Dolphins with Waddle, New Orleans. It depends on how go Jacksonville and be whether Michael Thomas comes back. Um, you know, I think all that. But yeah, I, maybe Chicago would be a decent landing spot for him. But that's a team that I don't know. Like they've got thirty players under contract for twenty twenty two right now. Oh my gosh! Breaking news in twenty twenty four. Tom Telesco oh. has been fired as GM of the Chargers. It all dates back to his very foolish Juju Smith-Schuster signing. Uh, Jamie, Allen Robinson, anywhere you think he could go that could uh, get him to bounce back and be really good in fantasy again? No. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, you know, again, it's got to be a place where he's going to you know, step in and, and hopefully can be the, the target leader again with a quarterback that's going to feature him. So, you know, Jacksonville... Maybe. Um, I think he'd be a better fit for the Chargers. He would be a good fit for the Chargers. That's a good call. Or what if he goes back to the Bears? They- you know, Houston has some receiver needs. Uh, that That's a team, you know, not necessarily for Robinson, but, you know, one of these guys. Um, I think what we're going to find, especially after if the Rams, well, I guess it really doesn't matter because you'll get what both these teams have done with their receivers in the Super Bowl, and we know it's a copycat league. Is the you know the Bengals making the 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 draft selection of Jamar Chase and and two years in a row uh, going heavy in the draft at wide receiver with T Higgins and and Chase back to back, but with the Rams you know bringing in Beckham you know their plan was to have Beckham with Cup and Woods and you know we don't know what they're going to do this off season, so you could see teams you know and and which would frustrate us potentially initially, uh, but can end up working out long term is. You know, seeing a team that already has a, a, a receiving core in place or, you know, a guy and maybe, you know, a, a decent second guy in place, uh, adding, you know, a third receiver that we say, oh, no, this is terrible because he's going to lose targets, but he ends up still being maybe the two or a 1A or, or that type of scenario. Um, I wouldn't overlook Arizona if they straighten out this Kyler Murray situation, which hopefully is nothing. I mean, their receiving core is DeAndre Hopkins coming off a significant injury and then really nothing because Kirk's a free agent, Green's a free agent. You know, Rondell Moore, we don't know exactly what he's going to become. Somebody goes to Arizona with Kyler Murray, and even though they're going to spread the ball around still, uh, Zach Ertz is a free agent also. You know, it could be a really good landing spot with one of the still young up-and-coming quarterbacks. That's what I was going to say. Adam, hit the breaking news music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> breaking news, everybody. Skilly bebop dee dop <laughs> We've got a new signing. Arizona has brought in Allen Robinson to replace A.J. Green. Adam, break it down one time. Oh, um, I think he's a number three receiver. I think... Some good weeks, some bad weeks. A little bit better than AJ Green. Uh, is, where's Christian Kirk in this scenario? By the way, he's he leaves. He leaves because he's a free agent too. Yes. Yeah. Then he's in a number three receiver with uh, some some big potential. If there's another injury to DeAndre Hopkins, I think Washington could be a, an interesting fit for Allen Robinson. I think they could use uh, that's a great you know, one. someone who can who can move the yep. chains a little more consistently and make contested catches. Whereas Terry McLaurin, I think, is more. Yep. of a you know big play down the field kind of guy. I think he might be a little miscast as a number one. All right, here's my last wide receiver question. We'll talk tight ends. We've got Odell Beckham and Allen Robinson. If they went to the same team, not together, but let's just say they end up in the same situation, who's a better fantasy option? I guess 
I guess just rank them as as unrestricted free agents right now. You know, who do you think is better as a fantasy asset, Beckham or Robinson? Beckham. I think I would take the chance on Beckham first in my fantasy draft. Okay. I think that's probably it, it's a lot fair. harder it feels, in full PPR. It, there's a lot of recency bias at play there, though. Like Beckham, but they're both the Beckham same. Beckham really wasn't great this season. Like even with the Rams, he averaged like six point five yards per target or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Had his first so, hundred yard game in thirty three games. Yeah, whereas Allen Robinson was an elite fantasy receiver as recently as one year ago. So, I I agree. I would probably feel more confident in Beckham, but I don't know if that's the right decision. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, Zach Ertz. Who else could be on the move? Who else matters at the tight end position? And why did the Falcons just trade Kyle Pitts to the Giants along with six first round picks? Amazing stuff over here. We'll be right back on fantasy football today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, well... We've how many years have we seen him without Tom Brady? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Never played without Tom Brady. Okay. So we don't know if that's going. (laughs) Let's say he goes back to the Bucks and they bring in Jameis Winston. Where's Gronkowski rank for you, Jamie? He's not playing with Jameis. (laughs) There's no chance. Why? Why not? Zero chance he's playing with Jameis Winston. Well, who would he play with then? He played with Rodgers. Okay, fine. So he so Rodgers goes to the Bucks and Gronkowski's back. And Goblin's back. The whole, it's the same exact team, except you've swapped Brady for Rodgers. You've upgraded a quarterback. Uh, that requires a... Uh, thank you. Okay, where do you rank Gronkowski in that scenario? Top eight. Yeah, maybe a little higher. I'd be excited. Do you think Zach Ertz is still a, a good tight end? I mean, or is he just... A low-end streamer. Uh, he's he's dra- a starting tight end if he stays with a good quarterback. He's yep. proved that. And certainly in an offense that'll feature him. I would love like for him to stay. love for him to stay. Yeah, assuming that Kyler's the quarterback, yeah. Chris, what do you think about Mike Gesicki? Do you think another destination could unlock some potential there in Gesicki? Um, I think that could be the case he's a really really good athlete and we've seen spurts of really good fantasy production from him but you know last season especially he was pretty context dependent when Devonte parker was out he was really good but uh not really consistently otherwise so i don't know it's i'm a little down on him but i think it's easy to see him landing somewhere where he remains you know a, a top 12 ish tight end 
I think he kind of got miscast last season with Miami because of their receiving in- injuries. I don't think he's the type of guy to play more of a receiver role. He's better as an inline tight end. You know, we saw him last season have to step up and be the number two guy without Jalen Waddle there, at least in the at least in the Dolphins' offense last season, because they they were, you know, especially in the red zone. You know, you, it was Durham Smythe and, um, you know, Adam Shaheen at times. So it just they just weren't using him properly, and so hopefully he goes to a new spot. You know, this this is the this mm-hmm. is going to be I think hopeful. For people, certainly in dynasty leagues, that have been holding on to David Njoku and OJ Howard and Evan Ingram and, and that group, and now they all maybe leave and find new homes, and maybe you have at least for one season the Eric Ebron year, you know, where he was just bad in Detroit and then went to Indianapolis and finally had that moment, you know, that that season where he was great. It, it was obviously a lot of touchdowns, but you know, you saw the uh, the ability was on display, and you know, maybe these guys all leave their destinations. And end up in, in good spots. You know, Howard maybe staying in Tampa, the new co- new quarterback, and who knows what happens there if, if Gronk is gone. But uh, for the most part, I think Ingram needs a change of scenery. Certainly, probably a better quarterback, and and probably the same thing for Njoku for sure. Breaking news: Mike Gesicki stays in the AFC East, signs a two-year deal with the New York Jets. Does anyone care? Uh, he might be one of your last picks as a as a stream streamable type of tight end and i i see gasicki a little bit differently i think he's all receiver no blocker and you're using him in mismatch situations but i don't think Dolphins tried that last year it didn't work it well it worked it was just inconsistent when it did work there were some games where he was great and there were some games where he was absolutely terrible and so another team will see that ability that he has and they're gonna say okay we're gonna try with mike gasicki and and make him that guy. The other the, the problem is, and we talked about this on the podcast earlier this week, the rookie class has some really interesting tight ends that can do it all. Not only can they make plays downfield like a sicky, but they can also block. And I wonder if they would say, you know what, we don't need to spend a lot of money on a guy like a sicky who's kind of been, you know, here and there as far as like showing flashes when we can just draft a young guy and have a cheaper alternative at the position long term. Let's do some news and notes and see if we have time for a few emails at the end of the show. You can email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Tom Brady said you never say never when he was asked about coming out of retirement, so you might not want to drop him just yet in your dynasty league. We will see. Kyler Murray broke up with the Cardinals. They are no longer in a Facebook relationship. He, Well, the truth, he stopped following them on social media. Seems to be upset with something. And I don't know. We'll just track it. Chris, you're the most social media savvy. What do you make of all this? Uh, I think this was, uh, I think it was Bomani Jones or someone on his podcast pointed out or said that this is probably just a Super Bowl commercial stunt and that there's going to be some like subway commercial where, you know, DeAndre Hopkins asked why he unfollowed him on Instagram and he said, Oh, it was a mistake. I had Chipotle ranch sauce on my fingers or something like that. <laughs> I think that's the most likely. I don't think he's like, I don't think any players out here who's so unmedia savvy that they wouldn't, that they would do this and think it wouldn't become a huge deal. So that's, that's my sense. I can't tell you how many times I've accidentally unfriended people because it I had happens. Chipotle sauce on my hands. It happens. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you leave. More chaos. I was going to say something like, that's why you have to have napkins by your computer, but then I thought Jamie might take that in a different direction. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you wipe the sleep or not? 
by the way, Shraggy B, I apologize. You are probably the most uh, social media savvy of the group. So sorry, yeah. man. Chris is pretty active. Chris I'm the social, most social media addicted, but I think those two things are different. Yeah, yeah. Ben, I mean, Ben started as a social media guy, and now he's... Yeah. Uh, now he's the president of the company. Yeah, he's vice president of programming. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I know you guys talked about him yesterday, but I don't know if you talked about the video that of him. I guess he punched somebody several times, and that guy got stomped. I mean, it was really horrifying to read. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything you want to add there on Kamara, but terrible stuff, and uh, we'll follow it throughout the offseason. Did you, talk, you didn't talk about Mike McDaniel, did you? Uh, we did. You did. Oh, that's right. You did. That one you did. But not Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen and Lovey Smith. Did you get those guys? Nope. Okay. So the Saints named their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, as their head coach. They're trying to keep their offensive staff intact. Houston promoted often, uh, defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, who has an awesome beard. And now Pep Hamilton will be their offensive coordinator. He was the coordinator. It's a tough word for me. For three seasons for the Colts in the Andrew Luck era. And at their height, they led the league in pass attempts. Under luck, and they were sixth in scoring. That was in 2014. Uh, Jamie, your thoughts on the Saints and Texans right now? I mean, obviously, the the, the big decisions are going to be what they do with their uh, quarterbacks. Um, you know, clearly the Saints, if they keep Jameis, if they stay with Taysom Hill, you know, if you're in the Taysom Hill camp, you like to see P. Carmichael stay, and maybe he's going to be the same thing for Taysom Hill that Sean Payton was for Taysom Hill, you know, just a big supporter and give him the opportunity to be the starter. And then you get those rushing yards as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, for the Texans, is it going to be Davis Mills? Or are they going to go, you know, revisit the position again this offseason? You know, that's another team that could be in the market for uh, a big-time quarterback. I think Davis Mills showed enough that he gets an opportunity to start week one. At least that's the hope. If you if you like what Davis Mills did, and I think you should. So, um, you know, both teams probably, uh, once they settle on that position, then you got a better understanding of what their uh, – of what their team will look like because I think you you know you, you kind of alluded to it. I think P. Carmichael stays as the play caller there for the Saints and gets an opportunity to prove that he can be a legitimate play caller. And then Pep Hamilton and what he's going to do for the for the Texans staff. Yeah, right. it sounds the best like thing the about it for were, both teams. Oh, sorry, Chris. It sounds ahead. like the Saints' primary focus in, in their co- coaching search was stability and consistency. Because you know I I can't remember who reported it yesterday, but it was they were looking for two things from their head coaching candidates experience with the team in their current setup and experience as a head coach. Bruce Allen was the only one or Dennis Allen was the only one of the six guys that they interviewed who had both of those things. So it does sound like they want more or less to keep the status quo as much as possible. And it's the same thing in Houston, or at least it ended up being that way in Houston by keeping Lovey Smith, their defense isn't going to change for better or for worse. And Pep Hamilton is probably an upgrade. And that's somebody who was working with Davis Mills to begin with. So it's almost like Houston fell ass backwards into the exact same plan that the Saints were doing. And I don't know if it's going to mean like eight wins for them this coming year, but I think it'll help them rather than starting over and and putting in, you know, a guy with no experience coaching at the NFL level, which is what it seemed like they were going to do with Josh McCown. And Detroit promoted Ben Johnson, their tight ends coach to offensive coordinator. Did you cover you did not cover that one, right? Nope. Okay, so Jamie, what do you think about that? Does that change anything for you in terms of how you look at the, the Detroit uh, Lions? No, I think it's good. You know, they started to show some things at the end of last season. Um, you know, I know Dan Campbell was calling plays, and we'll see how much of a, of a factor he still has there as well in, in that regard. But 
Um, there's so much to like about where the, the Lions are headed if they can get another receiver in place. Uh, TJ Hawkinson can stay healthy. You know, I don't know if Amara St. Brown's going to be a, a legit number one receiver. He clearly showed he could produce like one, uh, but I don't know if he fits that mold per se. So uh, another receiver addition there. Um, offensive line's good. Running game should be good. So I like what the Lions are doing. Okay, we have a question here in the chat from Jack. There will be blank number of fantasy-relevant players on the Saints next year. Two. Two. Uh, yeah, I think two is the most likely. Maybe three if Taysom's the quarterback. Yeah. All right. All right, we got two tight ends in the Super Bowl with sprained MCLs. CJ Uzama insists he's going to play. They are not quite as certain, it seems, for Tyler Higby. I wouldn't say CJ Uzama is certain, but they have the same injury, and we'll see if they can oh, get back playing. to the game. That's what he says, but it's a it's a pretty quick recovery. But he's a future wrestler too, based on his uh, theatrics yesterday. <laughs> oh, I did not see. He uh, he walked on stage, took his knee brace off, threw it, and said, "There's no way I'm missing this this game." Wow. Okay. 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 He's gonna play. Awesome. <laughs> and then he pointed that. at the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, we're going to save the emails for tomorrow. I got some I'll throw in there. We have another show tomorrow. It's going to be a DFS-themed show. Um, we'll talk some fantasy, of course, as well, some some other non-DFS fantasy. But we're getting ready for the Super Bowl, and we're really excited about it. And we'll help you set some DFS lineups with Mike McClure, a true expert. He's on the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. He writes for Sportsline as well, so make sure you tune in for that. want to thank Chris, Dave, and Jamie, and Shraggy B. Thanks uh, to all of you for watching. Hey, Adam. Yeah? Do you have any good outro music? <laughs> Whoa. Uh huh. Talk to you tomorrow. Light down a little bit when you're done. <laughs> FFT after dark. Yeah. Later, everybody. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.